0: Take your Bibles, that's a good song man, all those songs are good, I really missed them last week they were all sick, I think they, they uh, cons- conspired, uh, you get used to get used to good music or get used to people singing and, and uh, that's what the Lord gives you and then all of a sudden you miss it, uh, it's, it's a blessing, it takes years man, it takes years to get them together, it takes minutes to lose it sometimes. And uh, I just want to thank the Lord for that. That was a blessing. Take your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew 19. I was reading through my Bible. You ought to read your Bible, man. Your Bible's good to read. Uh, you just come across verses every now and then, just kind of jump out at you. And, and uh, boy, if we just get some of these things, man, that the Lord says, we'd be, we'd be really, really good. Matthew 19, 13, it says, uh, Then we're brought unto him, Little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked him, them. But Jesus said, Suffer little children uh, and forbid them not uh, to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. And behold, one came unto him, uh, one came and said uh, unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Great question. Uh, and he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt not do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and mother, and love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. Yet, uh, or what lack I yet? "'Jesus said unto him, "'If thou be perfect, go and sell all thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me.' But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, "'Verily I say unto you, that that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven.' And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven.' When his disciples heard it, they, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. I do pray that you'd bless this message. And Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. It, it's a blessing to be in church on a Sunday morning. It's a blessing to have some young ladies get up and sing. It's a blessing to have anybody sing. It's a blessing to sing congregationals. Uh, you know, you ought to get to the place where it's just a blessing to be in church. Uh, you ought to be, it ought to be to you a blessing just to be around God's people. I like being around God's people. got to go to a funeral Friday or Thursday. Brother Dave passed away. There's a lot of things I did not know about Brother Dave. Uh, when I heard all of his kids get up and start saying stuff about him, uh, Brother Siler did the funeral. Did, he did a great job. I told him he did a great job, but I got more out of what the kids, all the uh, children said about what Dave's life was. So many times you don't know uh, somebody because they're just not around a whole lot to see them. And you can't spend all the time you would like to spend with them. But he passed away, and, and uh, they buried him Friday. And we had a, we had a uh, they started setting up in here for a wedding. And, and it's just amazing that when you die, you go to heaven and there's a wedding. So then we come here, and there's a wedding, and, and Saturday, a young lady and a, a young man gets set married. She was uh, raised in the church here, and we got to watch her grow up, and, and uh, I, know, I know her dad really well, and, and I know how he raised his son. Uh, you know what the blessing was? Uh, they got the sound system set up back there. Brother Eric and a bunch of them set it up, and people in Ukraine was watching that wedding yesterday, uh, and they got to see their pastor in America do a wedding for somebody in the Ukraine. Uh, and and they, were, they were there when they seen that young man uh, raised in the church over there all the years that he was raised over there, and they got to see it. Here's the story of a young man who comes to Jesus, verse 13, and then we're brought unto him, or uh, 15, it says, uh, 14, but Jesus said, suffer little children to come unto me, and, and uh, verse 16 says, and behold, one came unto him and said, good master. Uh, you know, everybody's always trying to find a way. The title of this message is skirting the, skirting the issue. We're always trying to find a way to get out of what we're really supposed to do. And we, we think we know, it was, let's just do kind of like this much, but no more. Uh, that's all we're doing. You know, when God gets in your life, it really is the whole thing. I don't know if you've ever figured that out yet or not, but it's like everything. Uh, I've been given everything, and I'm still trying to give everything, and I can't give everything more than what I give. I don't have nothing more to give, practically. Uh, you ever get wore out? I, like Paul said, he, he was spent. He'd rather be spent. You know what that means? wore out, flat wore out. I'm just tired, man. Try this. I've been doing this for 42 years. I am wore out. Try giving for 42 years, consistently for 42 years. Give, give, give. You can't out give Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you that right now. What I've done is nothing compared to what he's done for me. Zero. I mean, in the scale of things, it'd be like this. And I would, there's no possible way I'd even give up, even keep trying. Some of these other men out there who give their lives to serve, go to mission fields, I'm telling you what, they spend everything they have. They, their families are lost, everything's lost. And they go out there and you read these story, story after story after story after story. They just give, 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 give. You say, why would you do that for him? Have you ever met Jesus? I'm gonna tell you, if you meet him, your life is not the same. It can't be the same. If it's the same, there's something wrong with who you met. You met the wrong person. I'm telling you, man, I met him in 1980 on the back porch and he just messed me up. <laughs> I've never been the same since. I don't even want to go back to being the same. I don't like I don't even care. People say, well, you ought to be. I don't care what anybody says anymore. I just want to please him. That's all I want to do is please him. And I'm telling you what, there's enough stuff on this planet to try to please. You know what we do? We spend a lot of time trying to please each other. Do you know if you please him, you won't have a problem pleasing those around you? But if you don't please him, you're going to have a hard time pleasing those around you. Because we're always thinking, it should be this, it should be this, it shouldn't, it ain't, no, 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 no. It's so much different than that. This rich man comes up, he's got everything. You think you got everything, you got it all? (laughs) That's like little Wally back here, he looks at me and goes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that first passage, it says, then they were brought unto him little children. Little children never get, I mean, they just, they're cute as they can be, I don't care who they are. (laughs) Mom says, don't do it. (laughs) Quit it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know if they know what they're doing. I seen a little lady today. I said, hey, how's that sore in your mouth? He goes, <laughs> I said, it's gone. He goes, yeah, but it still hurts. <laughs> I said, well, that'll go away after a while. <laughs> you ever been around little kids? Little kids are cool, man. I mean, they just, they just think everything is right. And they think mom and dad are right and, and everybody around them are right. And if they look at you funny, you know, Wally it took him a while to get used to me because, you know, he sees this big fat guy and he's like, who are you? And, uh, and after a while, he's now, he's now starting to smile, and he'll, he'll let me pick him up and, and stuff. But he, I mean, he used to look at me and start crying. <laughs> I look at me and start crying. <laughs> I don't blame him. But he said there were brought unto him little children. He sits there, and he, I mean, Jesus, I think he likes them around because he sees them. And he sees the pureness in them and the holiness and just the, the, the cleanness in a little child. The mind is not tainted yet. And he, sees, he says that he should put his hands on them and pray, and his disciples rebuked them. You know what happens when you get old? You start thinking you know everything. And really you find out the older older I get, the less I think I know about Jesus uh, and what he thinks. Uh, He don't think like I think, and I don't think he really thinks like you think either. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of people think like he thinks. Uh, The older people that I see, like Dr. Roman, I watched him, oh, I'm telling you, man, that guy, I used to marvel watching him. Because you could just see in his mind and his eyes, and he he was very cautious on what he did. When he got behind the pulpit now, that's a different story. Uh, most Most people, all they know is what they've seen behind the pulpit. I think you need to go sit under somebody for like three or four years, and then you get to know something about that preacher. If all you're seeing is somebody behind a pulpit or a CD, you have no idea about that preacher. You don't know nothing at all. You just see somebody who's putting on a show there for a few minutes in front of you like I'm doing and calling it preaching and doing what God told them to do, but that's all you know. When you go sit under that person for two or three, four years, you actually know that person. You watch them, you see their characteristics. You see them cry, you see them hurt. You see them reach out to people that most people would never even touch. You see things that nobody else sees. That's why you should go somewhere and sit for a while and stay there. I said that in Sunday school. Brother Siler told me that. He said, Mike, go somewhere and sit for 20 years. Well, we've been here 17 years so far. I got another three. Maybe the Lord will call me out here after that. (laughs) Y'all only had to put up with three more years. But little children, man, they look at you, man. Wally looks at me like, pick me up now. I'm like, no. And then he starts making noise. Elizabeth's little baby, Riley, I'm like, is she awake? No, you want me to wake her up? Yo, yeah, Elizabeth threatened my life. Uh, I I think, hey, I think they, they irritated me when they were little. I think she should irritate her now. Payback, man, payback. I should help Riley against her mom, man. I I think that's what grandparents should do. Grandparents should team up with the grandkids against the parents, man. I mean, get them. Uh, It's only fair, man. Then Beth is starting to bring them all over the house now. She can't wait till she gets all of them in the house. That's like Jesus Christ. He said that, that he should put his hand. He didn't care one thing about little kids. He loved them. He didn't have no problem with little kids. You know, little kids never gave him a problem one. Not one, not one problem, man. He liked being around them. And his, his disciples rebuked him. Oh, he ain't got time for little kids. Yeah, he does. He's got all kinds of time. What he is, he ain't got time for what you want, Mr. Disciple. You want it your way, and, and Jesus just ain't going to do it your way. I like Jesus. I don't know about you. I like it because he does it his way, and he doesn't really care what anybody thinks. Let the dead bury the dead. I like that. That seems cruel, doesn't it? It's not cruel at all. If the dead person's saved, they just went to heaven. What's wrong with that? If they're lost, there's a sad thing there. Brother Dave, I, I liked uh, his, his uh, stepson, or not stepson, but his son-in-law stood up and gave a testimony. said, I got saved because of his testimony. That's good. I mean, all of his kids were sitting up here, or, or uh, his kids or, or uh, Louise's kids were up there and they played the piano. They, they did everything. That's exactly the way it should be. I mean, you're, there should be a testimony there somewhere. Dave had that. Yesterday, they singing about a bride, man. Here is, is Faith, man. She'd been raised in this church. We got to watch her grow up. We got to watch her have go through life's trials and all this other. And she turns out as a sweet young lady, and here comes Benjamin, and he marries her. And the two get married, and, and they walk off. And, and you sit there and say, what is that? You know what that is? That's a picture of what we're going to get when we get to heaven. Lord's going to one day make us look just like that. Hope my dress isn't like that, though. <laughs> I don't know if I want to wear a dress. I can't, I can't really think about it. I got I to gotta really stop and think sometimes. I said, Lord, I just, there's some things in the Bible I just really, I don't understand. Ladies, you think you got it down here where God says this, well, we got to deal with that one day too. You think guys have got it easy? One of these days we're going to get to heaven he calls us a bride. You know what that means? I don't know what it means. <laughs> I can't figure that thing. I'm going to have to wait till I get there and figure that thing out. I'm not wearing it. Well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I ain't going to do it down here, I'll say that. <laughs> he sits there, and he goes off, and he starts talking. And then here comes this rich young ruler. Thinks he has everything together. And he, he's looking at his wealth, and he's looking at his stature in and life. And, and back then, uh, if you had money, if you had this, you, you, were, the, you gave the appearance that uh, you were in the, right, the righteous, and God loved you, and all this other stuff. But this young man had a problem. He says, and behold, one came unto him and said, good master. You know, that rich young ruler acknowledged acknowledged the the stature of Jesus Christ as standing with God. They called him good master. He recognized him. Go go to Luke, real quick. Luke, chapter 2. You couldn't look at Jesus Christ. I'm telling you what, anybody gets a really good look at Jesus Christ, you're going to know exactly who he is. This this man knows exactly who he is. Verse 8, it says, and there were in the, talking about the birth of Jesus Christ, and there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping uh, watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angels of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, round about them, uh, and they were sore afraid. And the angels said unto them, "Fear not! You know when you get around God, you don't have to fear anything anymore. Uh, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, uh, which shall uh, be to all people. For unto you this, uh, under you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This isn't a Christmas message." This is, I like it. I just like the Bible, man. I think it's good. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was uh, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. You know what's wrong with all of us? We get so cold and callous. I mean, angels show you exactly what you do. There should be a... There was some praise in here this morning. These ladies up here singing. I'll tell you what, the song service, there ought to have been some shouting. Every now and then, you know, a part of the song would come in and it should touch your soul deep down in your heart, and you should be able to give a hearty, amen. I mean, somewhere, if, if you don't, you should be able to amen, amen. You should do something. I like them old old churches, man, you go into, and the ladies would sit there with hankies doing this, amen, preacher, amen, preach it there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with us today, man? We don't do anything anymore. We just sit there and go, okay, Okay, I got to get home, I got to watch this, I got to watch that, I got to do this. Fully on all that stuff, man. You know what? None of that stuff matters. In the big scheme of things, man, you do all this stuff for your whole life and you die and you just leave it. It's, it's a waste. Why, why even worry about it, man? I don't, even, I don't try. Anyways, verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Man, it's in agreement. Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. You know, when God makes you know something, you ought to want to go see more about that. Uh, you know what's wrong? We read something and we, just, we hear it and, and we just let it go off. So, no, no, it shouldn't be that way. As soon as you see something and you know it's from God, you ought to say, I want more of that. Whatever that was, I want some more of that. You know what they do? And they came with haste. They didn't, they didn't hesitate. They didn't do anything. Found Mary and Joseph and, and babe in, and lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known around about, you know what the, the shepherds said? They knew exactly who that was laying in that manger. Jesus Christ didn't preach at him. Jesus Christ didn't hang on a cross in front of them. Jesus Christ didn't do nothing. He's a little baby in a manger. They looked down and said, that's him. That's him. Go over to Matthew. 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 There's some wise men over there real quick. My, I just want to hit these couple guys, man. They knew exactly who he was when they seen him. Uh, they, they, they came from afar. Uh, they didn't, they, they seen the star. He had his own little star. Verse 10, Matthew 2.10, it says, And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Every time they get around, you see people wanting to get around Jesus. Wanting to get around Jesus. There's a difference. These people wanted to get around him. They wanted, there was joy. There was joy. 11, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child. I bet you glowed like a light bulb. And Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. How come, how come we have a problem seeing Jesus Christ? Uh, Those those guys right there, I know he had a star. uh, And when he was a baby, he had some angels in the sky. Uh, But when these people came to see him, they knew exactly who he was. No doubt about it. Here, here's this guy. John chapter 3, 1, there's a man named, uh, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night, said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Nicodemus knew Jesus Christ came from the Lord. He knew that. Changed his life down the road a little ways. Here's this rich young ruler. He's sitting here, and he comes up, and and he he has the right start. He has the right acknowledgement. Good master. You know what Jesus Christ, I... Man, see, we got Jesus pinned the wrong way. I mean, we think that he's something. He asks what needs to be done. Good master, he gets it. Then he goes, what, what needs to be done? You read the rest of that verse there. I like it. He says, and behold, one cometh, verse 16, 19, 16. And behold, one cometh and saith unto him, good master, what good things shall I do? You know, you can't do anything. That right there, when you first start that message right there, that that man is coming to him trying to justify his way of life, and you can't do it in front of Jesus Christ. You can't do it. Uh, First first of all, Jesus Christ is different than everybody else. He can read your mind. (laughs) Oh, man, he knows exactly what you're thinking. And he's already got a, a, a sentence for you before you even open your mouth. He already knows what he's going to say. Uh, when you walk into his presence, you know what you ought to do? You ought to be very careful of what you say. Balovich, Mr. Balovich, that commander I used to work for, he called me in his office one day. He taught me some valuable lessons. He, he sat there with a phone sitting down, but and the guy didn't know how to blow his nose. He was a commander, lieutenant commander, didn't know how to, but he had his phone. He knew how to make a phone call. He had his phone right next to his desk. He says, Elliot, you fix that problem out there yet? Well, I'm working. I'm done. Try this. Thing. I'm like, What? What do you mean try this? I said, You don't even know what color it is out there. You're never on the deck. You come out there once a week for a half an hour. That's all you know about what's on that deck. And you're telling me how to fix that thing? I said, You're, and I'm sitting here just mouthing. My mouth is just running like a million miles an hour. This is, this is Lieutenant Commander. I'm just an E-5. This is the guy who made me what I was. And I'm calling him crazy, idiot, stupid, moron. And he picks the phone up and he talks to, he's talking to the guy who built the thing. And that guy's telling him what to tell me. He goes, uh, well, Ron Reese said this. I'm like, oh, man. You know what he told you know me right there? You need to watch what you say sometime. Just because you think you know and you're in the presence of somebody who may not know what you think you know or they know, they may know somebody better than you. And they may have somebody just hanging there. So you know what you got to do is you got to learn to trust them people. When he stuck that quarter on his desk, that 50 cents or whatever it was, said, go get me a soda. I was like, you know what I did? I went and got the man soda. Why? Because he's my boss. And he might know just a little bit more. You know what I have to do is get my foolish pride out of the way and realize, hey, it is his satellite station, not mine. He is allowing me to work on stuff. I mean, he is allowing me to do, you know what the Lord allows me to do? He allows me to live on this planet and know about him. He allowed that. What a blessing. This rich man, this rich man, he asked what what needs to be done. He says, not just anything. Not anything's good. Isaiah, Isaiah 64, 6 says this, but we all are as unclean things. That's us. That rich man is in that crowd. He is talking to the man, he's talking to Jesus Christ, who is perfect, who is God manifest in the flesh, and he's sitting there saying, what good thing must I do? There's nothing good you could do. Well, I'm sure glad today that he showed me there's nothing I could do to get there. And that he's already done anything I could have needed to be done, or if anything I could have done, I couldn't do it anyways. He did it. The only person that could have ever done what needed to be done was him. He left his throne in glory like they just sang about. He came down here, he lived among men. He lived 33 years, he let them put him on a cross. He let them drive spikes in his hands. He let them hang him up there for six hours and then he chose the moment he was gonna die. Nobody killed him. You couldn't kill him if you wanted to. He said, I lay down my life, I take it back up. You couldn't bring him back above the ground. He's the only one that could do that. He says, but we, are all as an unclean thing and our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away there is no hope for anybody outside of Jesus Christ well I'm sure glad 1980 on a back porch in Louisville Kentucky I found Jesus Christ I don't know about you but I am tickled pink you know why because that rich man says what good thing there is nothing you can offer Jesus Christ nothing you know what it says right here in the exodus when they had uh coming out of egypt uh they had to get a passover lamb it was a picture of the the cross of jesus christ the lamb dying at calvary that lamb it says there says your lamb shall be without blemish you had to go out and find something perfect have you found something perfect today i found something perfect Uh, 42 years ago i found something perfect it says your lamb shall be without blemish i couldn't find anything up to the point of finding him, I couldn't find anything. There was nothing on this planet perfect. Nothing. I wasn't perfect. No one around me was perfect. I couldn't find anybody that was perfect. It says, a male of the first year, ye shall take it out, out from the sheep and from the goats. Ye shall keep it up until the 14th day. You got to protect that thing. You can't never let it get marred. You can't. Jesus Christ, you don't ever have to worry about him getting marred. He did it all. That lamb, where are you going to be a perfect lamb? When's the last time you took a lamb out? kept it for 14 days and went and cut his throat. Slaughtered that thing, took the blood, put it on your doorpost. You haven't ever done that. Jesus Christ did that. This rich man's coming up. He knows all this. He says, what good thing must I do to acquire eternal life? I'm here to tell you, tell you nothing. <laughs> you can't do a thing. I can't do a thing. Nobody can do a thing. It's already done for you. Jesus answers. I like that, man. Verse 17, and he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? That's your Lord talking as a man. Then he goes on, there is none good but one. That is God. That's me again. (laughs) It's all about him. But if thou will enter into life, keep the commandments. You know what we do at that point? That's where I got, really that's where I got the title of my message at. Skirting the issue. Dr. Whitman said this. I should say the old preacher. The old preacher said, you can't, he goes, he said, which, which, which commandment? (laughs) The old preacher said this, you can't which a plural. If your command is to keep the plural and the plural is all of them. (laughs) You can't, you can't which, you can't, you can't say which because which is all. Which commandment? You're trying to, you think that you're talking to somebody who doesn't know the commandments. As a matter of fact, just to let you know, he wrote them. <laughs> you can't witch him. Witch. That was about the most ignorant thing you could ever say. The best thing you could have said at that point was walk away and shut up and say, I'm not going to do it. It is said, now I haven't ever counted them. It is said there's 613 commandments in the Old Testament. You just think there's 10, right? You just think, that, oh, there's only 10. No, there's 613 of them. Anyone, anytime you could fail and go to hell. How are you going to witch? He could have run the whole list off if there were 613 of them. And, and you're going to find out at least one or two of them you done messed up. You know why he gave you 10 commandments and he magnifies those things out in the world? So that you only have 10 things to look at to know you blew it. That's all you need, 10. You don't need 613, waste your time. If, if he gave you the list of 613 and you start down before you got down to 10, you'd have done blown a couple, two, or three of those anyways. So you don't need the whole list, but there's 613 plus or less or, or however many, and I'm not gonna count them all because I already got somebody who's t- taking care of my problem for me. I don't have to worry about that. It is said, it is said, said and you know, that's just the Old Testament. That's not even new. Some people... Amen. I'm Am I on the right page. Did I flip over to the wrong page? 2021. Oh, man, I'm on. A... The Lord Jesus, what I like about this passage here, is he knows if there's 613 Old Testament laws, he knows that. But you know, he looked at that man and had grace with him and loved him and cared about him. And he showed more grace. I, I put a little comment here. He said, the Lord Jesus Christ showed more grace here than could possibly be imagined. You couldn't even imagine what he just did. He looks at that man, and he goes, there's 613 of them, and really, I can, I'm going to go with the 10. I'm going to list off the 10. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to list off the 10. I'm just going to shoot you with five of them. And he says, thou shalt do no murder. He says this, knowing the law is, and the impossibility of anyone keeping it, give the young ruler exactly what he's asking for, which commandments? The Lord says, okay, I'll give you five knowing that I've got another 608 left that I'm gonna, I can use and load my gun, reload at any moment. But, and I'm going to reload here in just a second. But he says, thou shalt do no murder. That rich man's probably saying, yeah, I've never done that. He says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Yep, I, I was able to keep myself from that. Thou shalt not steal. Oh, that's, I, I, I've never done that. I've worked and earned everything I've ever had. I worked, I got it, I did it all myself. Thou shalt not bear false witness. I'm just as honest as the day is long. I would never tell somebody that they did something wrong. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, over in Mark chapter 10, the Lord uses the same thing. He tells the same story. He says, thou, shalt, uh, thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. That's true. Do not kill. Uh, here it says murder. You know what that does? People say all the time, well, if you defend yourself, the Lord gives you an out. He gives you an out. He protects you. Uh, there's a way to defend yourself. People say, well, I don't want a gun because I don't want to kill. No, no, def- defense is okay. Murder, murder, there's the definition of murder in the Bible is totally different. If you kill somebody with anger, with meanness in your heart and, and, and intent to kill somebody, that's one thing. But if you're protecting yourself, that's not murder. And he lists the exact same passage over in, in uh, uh, Mark chapter 10. He says, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not. When I looked at this list here, I said, well, defraud not, not in this list, thou shalt love thy neighbor as herself is. And you know what happens a lot of times is we'll sit there and look at our neighbor and we'll look to get the better deal than the neighbor and we'll defraud them. And he says, don't defraud. You know what happens to rich people? You got to watch that thing because that thing right there, all of a sudden now you're going to try to protect what you have. And when you start protecting, I had that old preacher yesterday looked at me, he was uh, from Landmark down here. Man, I couldn't believe it. I was talking to him about the bus. I told him in Sunday school. I was talking to the guy and he goes, Yeah, we run 167 buses. and not something like that? What he said, It's just an astronomical number. And then I, I said, Well, let me ask you a question. I said, uh, What do you think about running buses today? And he goes, Ugh. He was saved on a bus. His mom was saved on a bus, used to ride the bus. And I, he goes, Today is a totally different scenario than it was back then. He said, You got to look at what you got to do. You got to figure out, you got to figure a way to get them and reach them, but you're going to have to watch it and be careful, more careful today than you were back then. The liabilities, all that stuff happens today that you could lose. Brother Siler, I was over at his church and we were doing some stuff and, and he had to put glass in every Sunday school room so that you could see in the room as, as you, this, was, this was 15 years ago, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, because of the things that could happen and somebody could just make an accusation that wasn't true. Uh, he had to have four or five people around, all adults. They they never sent a bus out without two or three adults on it just so that they'd have witnesses of what went on. You had to be very careful what you do. Today, it's even worse. People are getting further and further away from God. It says, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not. That guy's starting to puff up like a like a possum on the side of the road in the hot sun. I mean, he's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's like, I haven't done none of that stuff. I'm safe. You know, sometimes we don't, quit while we're ahead. This man just had to prove himself. You know, you ever been around somebody who just has to prove themselves? They can't shut up. Me and my wife we talk all the time and I don't know which one of us is this particular in this case. But we both need to have the last word and two people cannot have the last word. It just it'll never stop. It's just an eternal, you know, it just goes on. Somebody has to leave the room. And that doesn't happen either. <laughs> I don't know about you. But this guy sits here in verse 20 says, "Then the young man said, all these things have I just puffing himself up. He looked like a big old rooster, man. What lack I yet? Jesus said, verse 21, If that will be perfect, go sell all that thou hast. Now I'm not going to tell you to sell everything you got. Give to the poor. But there is a box in the back back there. If you feel led, put it in that. And thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. You know, he lists, there's ten commandments, and he uses five of those ten commandments. The first four, thou shalt not have any other God before me. Thou shalt not make any graven image. Uh, Thou shalt not uh, take the name of the Lord thy God in name. you ever said Jesus Christ? Huh? Have you? That is taking his name in vain. Vain. Anytime you use his name in vain. Gosh darn it! That's taking God's name in vain. You just didn't say God, but that's what you just substitute another word for. That's that's wrong, man. You know what it is? That's a flesh getting its better way. He says, "Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God." Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's Saturday. We're not. We don't have to worry about that. That's law. The first four, and I've heard preachers say this was true, are vertical. Vertical. That's that's your relationship between you and God. You say, "Oh, we don't have to live under the commandments." You better. Hey, I'm free from that. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, I'm free. I, the, over in Galatians, it says, the law was my schoolmaster to bring me to Christ. And once I got to Christ, I'm no longer under the schoolmaster. The law is done away with. But I'll tell you what, those four things, you want to have a relationship with God, you better place those four. That rich man had no problem with those four. You know where that rich man had a problem? He had a problem in the last. The Lord, he brings in five, honor that father and mother, and you should. I think you should honor them. I'm not saying you have to be with them all the time. Sometimes people have moms and dads that just aren't the greatest in the whole wide world, but you ought to try to honor them the best you can. Uh, You don't have to intentionally go after them. What you have to do is just find a way that you can be at peace with them the best you can, and sometimes maybe you just can't be around parents. I I hope my kids can always be around me. I hope that I can always get to the place. I said something to Esther yesterday, and after I got done saying it uh, a couple hours later, I thought, man, you know, maybe I should have said that that way. She might have took it wrong. And I called her up and said, Esther, I'm sorry. If I said anything, she, oh, Dad, shut up. I knew what you were saying. <laughs> That's how they treat me. <laughs> she didn't come to, oh, Dad, I'm, I'm so sorry that you felt that I was offended. I wasn't offended at all because I love you, Dad. And I'll do anything in the world for you. Want me to bring you a pizza home or something? No, none of that stuff. <laughs> shut up, Dad. <laughs> and then she's just laughing on the phone. But I think your kids ought to love you the best they can. Honor thy father and mother. I'd, I'd like them to honor me somehow. I, I would like that, but uh, that's earned. I'm telling you what, it's earned. If you don't think it's earned, you, you're crazy. It just ain't going to happen. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. But boy, that last one, man, when that young man said, Oh, I've done all these. I've done all these. You're talking about popping a bubble. He said, Thou shalt not covet. That's exactly where that man had a problem. You know what, we're in a rich nation, a very rich nation. We got money all over the place. You got more money. If you think you're poor in here today, you're not poor at all. I can take you to a third world country and you, you, you know what poor is. Uh, you go over into Africa, North Africa. I was on the, the west coast of Africa where Freetown is. And, and uh, those, they were bringing those people out of Africa because they, they kill them left and right. Tribe One tribe after another kills each other. That's what they live in 24-7. We're just now getting there. They've been there Forever. They sell each other into slavery all the time. They kill each other, and that's the way they live. They live in dirt huts with dirt. I've been in Romania, and Brother Willie Cosby took me out into one of the, the villages to preach out there. And I'm telling you, I walked in these houses, and the houses still had dirt floors. This was in the 80s. Dirt floors, 90s, dirt floors. You say, what is that? That's just the way they live. They don't have all the modern convenience. We are spoiled rotten in this country. People, everybody has houses, everybody has floors. You can keep that house clean. They they kept those floors clean. They swept them dirt floors. You walk in on the dirt floors, you thought that you were actually on a a, a tile floor or something, but it's dirt. They kept them playing. Oh, I tell you what, man, we think we're poor. We're not poor at all. Some people will be shocked by the assertion that there are some things that the law cannot do. You know, the law can reveal sin but do absolutely nothing about it. The rich man is right there. He's under the law, and he's standing right in front of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has the only answer for him. And he's sitting here trying to figure out, what can I do? What can I do? You can't do anything. The law can only reveal sin, but it cannot, it's powerless to save you from it. You know, the law is of my schoolmaster to bring me unto Christ. The law was to tell me, Mike, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You are a sinner. All your, your, your garments are as filthy rags. That's what you... My mom, always a blessing. She's starting to get closer and closer. I think she's going to get it before she dies. I hope she does. I I think she's saved, but I think she just has no assurance of salvation. But she's sitting there. I'll call her up. She goes, I look back at my life, and it's just a wreck. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, amen, amen. Preach, woman, preach. And and she says, I've been a bad mom. I'm like, yeah, you were, man. I didn't get all this. I didn't get this, 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 this. My mom was a good mom. She gave me everything I ever needed. I had, when I was a kid, I had, 16 years old, I had credit cards for, like, Kohl's credit cards. I had Kohl's credit cards in my pocket. I had all the stores, like, they were called Bacons and stuff like that. I could go in any day I wanted to. I could buy all the, the Levi jeans I wanted. I could buy all the Converse shoes I wanted or whatever I wanted. I had the cards right in my pocket. My mom, she made sure I had all that stuff. She gave me stuff, but she could never give me Jesus Christ. And I got him at 22. You know what I'm trying to give my mom today? It's Jesus Christ. That's what I think she needs more than anything else. It, it can show us, the law can show us our weakness, but it can't provide strength. You know what the law will do? It'll bring you right up to a point, and then you're how do I get over this, this chasm? There's a, there's a great gulf here, and I can't get across that thing. It can only show condemnation. It can't justify. And the Lord says, go sell everything you have. You know what he'll do is he'll hit exactly where your problem's at. When you go to the Holy Spirit, when you start looking for Jesus Christ, you know what he's gonna, you're going to come right face to face with him. And he's going to hit your problem right there. And he goes, there's your problem right there. What are you going to do about it? He don't care about all the other stuff. Yours may not be covetous, by the way. That was just a passage. Yours may be something totally different. And he's going to hit that thing right there, and he's going to say, this is your problem. And you've got to say, well, he knows better than I do. I think I'm going to trust him. Whatever it is, it's the Lord. And you say, well, I'm going to get the thing under the blood. You know what? You got the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm going to get that in a minute. The law commands, but does not enable. The law slays. Boy, it'll put you in hell and heart. But you know that if you die in your sins, you go to a place called hell? I do. I won't go there no more. Why? Because somebody did it. But grace alone can make me alive. It did. I found out on a back porch in 1980 that somebody loved me when I was unlovable. (laughs) Somebody cared for me when I was, I couldn't care for myself. Somebody showed mercy on me when I could not even understand what mercy was. I didn't understand all that stuff the night I got saved. I just knew that he was the only hope I had. And out of this whole world, when I found him in this book, I said, you're the only thing I've ever found in 22 years that could possibly be right. I said, there's nothing else out there right. This, has, this is it. It has to be you. It has to be. And I said, okay, I'm going to trust you. You know what that rich man did? He come up and He up. thought, oh, i got to get rid of all my stuff. I bet you he wouldn't have to get rid of nothing. All he had to do was just trust Jesus. That's all he would have had to do. Grace disposes and gives the needed power. You know what I found on the back porch in Little Kentucky? How to get saved. I found out that there's somebody out there willing to give me what I need to get across that gulf. That chasm, that I got a picture at home I was looking at the other day, it's a, it shows this big gulf, and across it is, a. It, well, as you're walking down, the, you're walking down this path, and everybody's just in this path walking, and they're falling off the edge, and this this big old gulf is out there, and there's flames coming up out of this thing, and people are falling in this thing by the by the multitudes, and over on his side right here is this little bitty door, and in this little door is these two little kids sitting there saying, come on, come on, come on, and then you see a cross on the other side over here, and they, and they go through this door, and they go across the cross and get to the other side, and only a few people are going across that cross, because only a few people come in that door. Everybody else is going, I know, I'm okay, I'm okay, I got it, I got it, I know what it is, I got it, and they're going right over the edge, and I'm like, no way, man. 22 years, 42 years ago, I I seen the door. You know what I did? I went in it, and however I got in that door, whoever helped me get into that door, man, I get to heaven, I'm going to kiss their feet. I'm going (laughs) to... I ain't going to worship them, but boy, I sure am going to thank them because <laughs> I know what, I, I deserved that chasm. You know what will happen? Here's the danger, young people. You get in a crowd and the crowd will just keep moving you that way. And pretty soon you won't be able to fight that crowd and you'll go over the side with them. I don't like crowds. I don't like it, man. I, I like being all by myself in a corner somewhere. I can see what's coming. I can see what's going. I can see where I'm at. You say why would you do that? Cuz it keeps me out of trouble. You get into groups of people where everybody I've been in rock concerts. When I as a kid I used to go to them all the time. I'm not suggesting that at all. <laughs> I'm just telling you I used to go to a whole bunch of them. And uh, and, and I mean they would people would go crazy. And they'd light their little lights out there and you, you I mean you're talking 15, 20, 30,000 people in a in a in a concert hall and they're all sitting there doing this it's like a bunch of people stampeding, man. There's people got killed hurt all the time. And people say, what happened? They just stampeded. You say humans wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, we will. Law is outward. Grace is inward. He said, he told that young man, and I'm just about done. He told that young man, he said, and Jesus said to him, thou will be perfect. Won't be perfect today. He says, go and sell all that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasures." Now we're under the law. This is Old Testament. I want to be clear about that. I know I'm in the Old Testament. I know that I can't buy what he's offering. I know I can't buy that. In the Old Testament, oh, this this man could have done it. He could have done the right thing there, and he could have got exactly what everybody else got. And when Jesus died on the cross a little bit later, he could have got eternal life, and he'd have been perfectly fine. If he could have done what he was was told to do here by Jesus Christ, if he had died, he would have died in a righteous state. It probably went right to Abraham's bosom, been perfectly fine. Uh, But he said... And come and follow me. Brethren, you know what you got to do? We got to get to the place where we follow Jesus. We're not each other. Jesus. If we don't get to the place where we follow Jesus, you're getting to the wrong, you're going to come out at the wrong place. I watched uh, something the other day, and a guy I had was looking for a map. Somebody was actually looking for a map the other day. Oh, I was in here the other day, and uh, Brother Chris Rue, uh, uh, his wife was talking. I think her brother was coming up from, someplace, and, and he had a map. And his map was way outdated. And she goes, don't you have a cell phone? No. No GPS. No nothing. Have you ever looked at a map? I mean, I remember my dad going across this country with a map. It took us forever to get across the country. We were on dirt roads. We were on all kinds of crazy stuff. GPSs are cool. You know why? Because they're looking at satellites, and they're updated all the time, and they tell you, we're spoiled rotten. The guy was down in Cincinnati, didn't know where he was at with a map. Maps won't do you any good, by the way. I'll just let you know that. He said, young man, he said, and come and follow me. Young man, but when he heard this, he had great, you know the danger of getting stuff or getting fixed in what you think you believe? You need to always be, and I tell you I am, I'm always in the mode, in the mindset to change. If the Lord shows me where I need to change, I'm in the mindset to do that at any given moment. I'm not in the mindset to listen to somebody and change because of what they say. I'm not in the mindset to do that. If it matches this book and somebody says something and the Holy Spirit convicts me and I think I need to change, I'll change in a heartbeat. You got to be in that mindset. It says, but when the young man heard that saying, come follow me. He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. You know the hardest thing we'll ever do? Initially, is to let go. I found 22 years ago just to let go. And I said, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to let go of it. And for, for actually 42 years ago, I let go. And for 42 years, what I have tried to do is not take it back. And over 42 years, you know what I found? Is every now and then I'll take it back and I have to let it go again. But it gets easier and easier and easier to let it go as the years go on. And one of these days, I'm really going to let it go. (laughs) I'm going to take my last breath, and I am gone. And I hope you're the same way. The purpose of the law was to point us to Christ. That's what it was, Galatians uh, 3.24. It says, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster. It was here to bring you. What What he's telling that rich young ruler is the law, and he's trying to bring him to himself right in front of him. One of the saddest things you'll ever read in your Bible, Pilate's looking at Jesus Christ. And, and he is just tore up. He's been beat. His hair's been pulled. His blood, beard's been plucked out. He's bleeding all over the place. And he looks at Jesus Christ and says, what is truth? Looking right at him. You know what the saddest thing in the world is to be able to look at something and not be able to see who it is? I think you'd you be able to look. I think the reason Jesus liked them little children is because he looked at them and they probably looked up at him and they could see Him being Jesus Christ. Kids, little kids, look up. They want to trust us. The worst thing that could ever happen is hear somebody who's old misabuse or abuse small children. I mean, young kids, they ought to shoot them. They ought to just take them out. And I don't. I'm telling you, man, it's just it's. uh, You think I'm bad? You ought to hear my wife, Beth, Beth, Beth. Man, she'll take me out first, and then she'll go get them. You can't, you can't protect. If you can't protect little kids and see the, the innocency of a little kid, you've got a problem. They are innocent. They are totally innocent. And, and to destroy that innocence, I think you're going to answer to Jesus Christ one day. No one can perfectly obey all the commandments. I don't care who you are. You can't do it. It can't be done. Guess I know. I got somebody who did. His name is Jesus Christ. He died on the cross 2,000 years ago, and he paid the price. And you tell people that and they look. oh, no, I've got to do it. You can't do nothing. Guess what? The rich young ruler couldn't do a thing. Even if he had gave everything, he couldn't do a thing. Because only Jesus can do that. Have you met Jesus today? I'll tell you what, if you haven't, Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, There is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. We all are sinners. For all have sinned. There's not not one. Old Testament, New Testament, not one. The only hope we have is Jesus Christ. I'm here today to tell you that Jesus Christ, I like Romans 7.7. It says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For had I not known lust, uh, for I had not known lust except the law said it. Now watch this. Thou shalt not covet. You know what lust is? Coveting. The whole thing is, is about coveting what you think is yours. When really it's not yours at all. It's his. He gave it to you. God gave the law. Jesus said unto him, come and follow me. Let me ask you a question. Who are you following today? I'm done. I'm done. Look, it's early. I'm done. We got lunch. I'm done. We're going to go eat lunch here in a few minutes. I'm going to pray here for everybody so you can just go in and eat lunch. But he says, sell all you have and come and follow me. You know what Nicodemus did? Just that. Nicodemus, when when, when Nicodemus was old and Jesus died on the cross, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus went and got him off the cross. And guess what? Both of them still had money. Both of them still had wealth. But they knew exactly what to do with what they had. And they weren't afraid to go get Jesus Christ's body and take it and put it in a tomb and roll a stone across it and take care of that body. They were not afraid of that. You know what they did? They went and followed him. You know what the problem is today? The hardest thing we're going to do today is learn how to follow him. Follow him. That rich young ruler never did. He went away. You know that made Jesus sorrowful? It says back in uh, Matthew, go back to Matthew, and I'll, I'll be done right here. He says, what lack I yet? Jesus said to him, if that will, be perfect. Go and sell all that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. That's Old Testament. He says, but when the young man heard this saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Do you know how many people I have told about Jesus Christ over 42 years, and over 42 years they just walked away? They just walked away. If you're in here today and you're lost, you know what the best thing you can ever do is get saved. If you're in here today and you're saved, the best thing you can do is, is come and follow Jesus. You say, if I'm following Jesus, you know what the next best thing is? Help somebody else come and follow Jesus. Yeah. Father, do thank you for the blessings this morning. Thank you for that wedding yesterday. Lord, do pray that again you'd be with Miss Louise as uh, she's still uh, mourning the loss of her husband. And uh, be with her family, Lord, as uh, they're, they're going through the loss and, and all the stuff that's going to be in the future. Uh, but Lord, thank you for that wedding yesterday because uh, Lord, although death may appear, uh, Lord, we know that as a Christian, there's going to be a wedding right after that. And Lord, one of these days, each and every one of us are going to go the way of the grave. We're all going to go. And Lord, but uh, when that day has come upon us, whether we, you come and get us or, or we go through the grave, uh, Lord, we're going to come home to you and we're going to be there with you forever. Lord, help us to do as as you told that rich man, Lord, just to let the the cares of the, this world just go off to the wayside, the riches and the